Khadija Ali Coleman is a homeschooling mother and co-founder of Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars. Her research includes study of African-American homeschool students who are dual enrolled in community college, creative placemaking as a tool for community building, and high-impact learning practices. Welcome to the Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars September Tea Talk. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Tea Talks are brought to you monthly in our Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars Research Group, Resource Group, excuse me, here on Facebook. Um, they're hosted by the founders, um, Dr. Cheryl Field Smith, or myself, um, on alternating months. So last month, our first Tea Talk, our host was Dr. Cheryl. And it was wonderful. It was a panel on neurodiverse, serving our neurodiverse homeschoolers, um, Black homeschoolers, and had an excellent conversation. And today, our talk is going to be around um, living your, your best and balancing your best homeschooling life as a Black mother. Y'all ready for that, ladies? So Yes. 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 So... Um, you know, we have a tea talk, so are you drinking tea? That's my question to you. Got my tea right here. <laughs> all right, let's see the tea. Let's see the tea. I told Queen Thais earlier she was all coordinated um, with her teacup. She had a yellow my butterfly outfit. Fancy. <laughs> so I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Okay, I had to get the, because usually I just drink peppermint tea, but I um added this tea throat coat because i'm supposed to be singing later oh. uh, um, it, it, has anyone had this before yes so it's lemon it's like the echinacea. The echinacea has a little yeah. echinacea in it yes yeah it's so it's lemon echinacea and i have another tea bag peppermint tea so what do you do right. so journey hello ma'am what are you drinking Hi, how are you guys <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking Okay, so I have a little mix. I have some goldenrod that I poured like yesterday or the day before yesterday, some lemon and ginger. Oh, nice. Mm, that is nice. And I like your hair, your new hair. Thank you. <laughs> Danielle, what are you drinking? Have it with me now, but typically I like to drink ginger for all of its benefits, ginger and chamomile. Yes, oh, that's a, that's my daily thing. And you said it in a very soothing and <laughs> that's that before bed drink. That's really nice. But ginger <laughs> kind of exciting. Ginger kind of perks you up. But chamomile yeah, is very calm. That's morning. Yeah, yep, yep. You're right. All right, Cheryl, what are you drinking? Well, right now I have just water because I grabbed right. just. But this morning I had peppermint <laughs> tea mixed with a little Ooh. chamomile. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, Queen, what's in that butterfly cup? I got the, the turmeric or the turmeric. I don't know how y'all like to say it. Sometimes I'll say turmeric, I'm like, oh, it's turmeric. But it's moringa, it's mixed with moringa. So I love moringa. Oh, wow. Yes, and it's, it's just- So I like, um, I've had moringa lotions and how okay. it smells. Okay. It Very smells nice. really good. The leaves are nice yeah. and sweet. If you ever get an opportunity to taste the plant itself, the leaves are just so pleasant to chew on. They just have a really oh, nice, God. sweet taste. So, look at us learning stuff. And then look, 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 look at look at Dr. AJ looking all fancy. You're, well, first of all, you got plants all around you. Are you in a bathtub? Oh, <laughs> she's not the only talk about self care. She's demonstrating, demonstrating. it for us. Are it. you drinking tea, Paris? All right. I love it. I love it. What are you drinking? You're muted. I am on chamomile today. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yeah. I was gonna make some mulling tea, but that would have needed to steep just a little bit longer than the time I had. So. Ah. Okay. Steeping. Y'all fancy. Y'all real fancy. <laughs> I got a tea bag. I heated some water in the microwave. Um. So. <laughs> so. I see that somebody that's, so we have folks that have tuned in. Um, hey, Dr. Cheryl, she's she's checking in. Um, Enso, Christine, Crystal, Denise, yay! That's another um, person like you, Journey, who for, for she has a garden. She's, she's oh. one of my Facebook friends, she gardens. Um, and I think that's it that I see right now. I think, oh, Erica, Yolanda. So hello, those of you watching in Facebook land. We're so happy that you're here. So let me get started because I, I I was telling them before we start, I will talk you to death. I'm sorry. So let me focus. So <laughs> let's meet our ladies. So first up, let me introduce to you our panelists, Journey Bimwala. And Journey, put your tea up so people can see you. Um, is a family health and lifestyle lifestyle development specialist who specializes in guiding, coaching, and educating families on ways to build a healthy nutritional foundation and engage in the art of healing. She mm. provides homeschooling families the tools to build wellness through comprehensive wellness services and educational plans that cater to the diverse needs of the community. You can connect with Journey on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and she's also a member of our group, um, so you can connect with her there too, right, Journey? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> Next up, I'm going to tell you about Danielle Joy Davis. Dr. Davis is a homeschooling mother and was homeschooled as a child. She's a tenured associate professor of higher education at St. Louis University, and she is the first known African-American woman descended from captive Mendy, Timne, and Fula people in the United States to earn tenure in the history of the institution's school of education. A graduate of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, she... Is, did I pronounce that right, Urbana? Okay. Um, she has studied and conducted research in Ghana, South Africa, Senegal, Egypt, Germany, <laughs> the Netherlands, Sweden, and Belgium. Her interdisciplinary research examines the experiences of marginalized groups in educational settings, the role of organiza organizational policy and practice in the promotion of inhibition of egalitarian academic and occupational outcomes and spirituality in the workplace and other learning environments. Awesome. You all put me to work with reading these bios. Y'all are some impressive people. All right, so next up we have Queen Thais. 
Queen Thais is a Black homeschool and education visionary who has been noted for her works of being an award-winning educator and successful homeschool mother for 20 plus years. She has taught and learned from thousands of children as well as designed African-centered curriculums, critical educational tools, research, resources, children's events and conferences globally. She is founder of the Liberated Minds Black Homeschool and Educational Institute, which is an educational empire forging a new reality for the holistic cultivation of children throughout the African diaspora. Its trifold mission consists of the cultural development of Black children as scholars, leaders, passionpreneurs, and innovators that serve the Black community, empowerment of the Black family, and the creation and maintenance of the intergenerational wealth that is needed to shape a future mm. full of prosperity, power, and legacy. You can learn more about her at queenthais.com. Woo! Wow. I'm telling you, y'all wow. got me reading. Right. Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Cheryl Cheryl R. Carter. <laughs> Cheryl Carter is a busy homeschooling mother, author, speaker, and a college professor with a passion to help others write well. She teaches English and creative writing classes and has written broadly on a variety of subjects. She is the author of several books, including Organize Your Life, Chasing God and the Kids Too, Essential Writing Skills for the College-Bound Student, Inspire the Writer in Your Child, and Organize Your ADHD Child. In addition to writing fiction and poetry in her spare time, she blogs regularly on issues of clarity and written communication and the family. She has a BA in English literature and an MFA in creative writing and has done graduate study in special education. She has a certificate in college admission from Columbia University, and she has also written literary guides and won academic awards for her writing. Her books have been translated into Hebrew, German, Czech, and Polish, are selling well internationally. Her curriculum and writing classes focus on equipping students with the vital skills for lifetime communication success. Her curriculum and classes are marked by a sense of depth, yet simplicity, that nurture of love of writing and critical thinking in students. I love y'all, look at us, Woo! And then last but certainly not least, and had to go last because I had to get exercise my tongue to say all these words that are in her bio. We have my friend, Dr. Paris AJS Atkins Jackson. Now, I met Paris uh, in 2016 at Morgan State University. She had just been selected um, as part of a program in the White House. Um, wow. She's award-winning, but she was the vice president of our student, um, a graduate student association. The only reason why I joined it was because of this fantastic woman. Mm -hmm. She created a conference at Morgan called The Grind, where folks thought that I created it because I was so pressed with <laughs> making sure that it continued after she left because mm -hmm. it was such a phenomenal event. And she is just still being a superwoman after in the world that she has entered after leaving graduate school. She got like 10 degrees, but let's hear about this. <laughs> She's a multidisciplinary community partnered researcher whose work resides, reside, mm, resides at the intersection of mixed methodology and social determinants of health, such as racism. As a statistician and psychometrician, her research involves the utilization of mixed data to develop and validate 
culturally responsive assessments, of individual behaviors and quality measure, measures of institutional behaviors. So basically she's out in these streets fighting for us, showing the impact of racism and things that we have no control over that are impacting the way that we thrive as black people. And her focus is on black women. And as a student, she created research around black women's self-care that everyone in mama wants to bring her in because they realize that, and she has put in the research, she has determined from her research that folks are killing us and that all the self-care in the world that we can do that racism impacts our health. And so I'm sorry, I just went off book with your bio, but I think you're phenomenal. And I really couldn't pronounce all the mother words um, from Paris. I really couldn't. Did you have words in here? But I need people to know that right now, you, you are a Michael J. Fox Foundation Research Fellow at the Care Research Center at Massachusetts General Hospital, working through the Harvard Medical School, School studying racism in clinical trials. That's phenomenal. And so um, you will probably have an opportunity to, to, to share a little bit more about the event that's going on um, today, actually, right after this event, um, mm. aligned with this work that you're doing. But ladies, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad to have you here. You're, um, you're, you're, you were perfectly, you were specially selected for this mm. panel because of these fantastic lives that you're living, knowing mm. that in addition to um to this work with the exception of paris paris on the way and she's the baby in our group right but um <laughs> with the exception of paris all of you are living these full lives while homeschooling and so we have a very high attendance of folks who rsvp to attend this tea talk because we want to know first of all um, when we talk about balance and we talk about building these fantastic lives, I think it needs to be clear that that's really relative, right? It's relative to who yeah. you are as to what your best yeah. life is. So Absolutely. my first question that I'm going to pose, and I'm going to um, ask first for for Danielle and um, and, Cher and Cheryl to kick it off with responding to this first question um, as to when you think, and, and I'm, it's kind of backwards, because I think you would think that we would get to this, but I would love to know right now, what are those, those ways that you are creating joy and balance in your lives, um, and how does homeschooling work with the creation of that joy and that, and that building of your best life. If, and, and if you can, how can you condense that in two minutes? But if you can try, um, try your best, I'd appreciate it. So we can have more people respond. Danielle, you, you won't you kick it off for us? I will, I will. Hello everyone. I think in terms of creating joy and balance, particularly during this time of COVID, you know, one thing that I'm learning is to be gentle with myself during this time in terms of parenting, in terms of being an educator, both for my son and for others, right? In terms of, you know, my work with the university. So I think, you know, one thing that we've been doing to create more joy and balance is making sure that we focus on 
a specific goal each day. And in essence, you know, whatever that goal is, working toward that goal and celebrating each other in terms of fulfilling that goal, whatever that goal is, you know, whether it's for my son writing one page on astrophysics or or whether it's for me in terms of my work as wait, wait, uh, wait, wait. Astrophysics? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Your he child does. is it? Your child is, isn't your child 11? He is 12. He just turned 12. He's in seventh grade and he just loves everything physics. And he, he is committed to being the next Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. I see. I see. I see. (laughs) Yeah. So being kind to ourselves and basically, you know, in terms of, outcomes for each day you know if we meet something related to a goal you know to celebrate ourselves you know in different ways at the end of the day you know for me it may be as simple as you know drinking some chamomile tea right Right. you know for him you know um, it may be me buying him a special treat but you know we're very committed to celebrating ourselves and that helps bring us joy and we're also committed to staying physically active through exercise that's very important in our household too especially during this sedentary time so i'm going to come back to um a follow-up after um cheryl answers because my question to you i was actually teasing you um but it's something that queen thais always says stages not ages so i was teasing you when i was saying isn't your child only 11 because i know that you get that a lot and i and for those who are watching who are new homeschoolers you will get that a lot when you share with folks the things that your children are doing that may not seem aligned with what they're familiar with in in public schools or traditional schools. And you'll find that your children will be doing more and more things that are not really aligned with what we're used to when we were in traditional schools. But I'll zip it, because I want to hear, Cheryl, you know, from your bio, you've been homeschooling now for for over 20 years. So I want to know- That's because actually almost 30, because my oldest is actually 30 years old now. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, to be candid with you, it's interesting that you asked me this first question, and I'm going to kind of make it concise, because actually, I've been struggling with actually feeling joy these last few days. Um, So while I have the home, while I have structure set up, actually, you know, honestly, I've kind of pulled aside. Sometimes structure is there, but sometimes the ability to pull away and say, you know, I can't, I can't even give you an answer right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know when this is going to air, so I won't get into everything, but um, just watching, <clears throat> how do you, you know, how do you tell your kids your life matters? Yep. Um, you live, that, that I want you to work hard and you could be anything, you could do anything. You could, and mom doesn't feel that right now. Right. Let me be real candid. Mom doesn't feel, mom's struggling. Right. Um, and so I think what I've done is to, to give myself the freedom that I don't have to teach every day. Yeah. Um, and to say that, you know what, I'm, I'm a little bit better today. So, you know, I came on and I got myself, went and put on my makeup and, you know, make, make, make sure my braids wasn't hanging out too crazy. Um, but, um, I think for me, how I find joy is and to be honest with myself to say, honestly, last few days has been hard for me. Yeah. 
it, it, it's, it's been really hard. You know, we started homeschooling and we tell, and I don't want to get off base, but we tell our kids, <clears throat> you could do anything and you could be anything. And, you know, at one point in the, the narrative was, was one thing we said to our sons, but it's our daughters too, my God. It's our daughters too. You, you, you can't say anything. So for me, um, the way I find joy is to say, it's okay that I'm not okay. Yeah. And can we put, link? I want, I want it to be clear because this is going to be recorded and other folks are going to watch it who's not watching it live. Let's be clear. What you're speaking of is the violence that's happening in the streets, police violence, but just in specifically things like Breonna Taylor. Breonna, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I could just say Breonna like yeah, when that, did. oh, okay, yeah. okay. So, yeah. I mean, and honestly, that thing went through me. Um, it, it really, oh, man. Um, I, I don't want to get off but it really went through me. And, I, I, you know, we could, you know, so I have, even though I have the older ones, I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but we have, I have a 30-year-old, 27-year-old, and a 23-year-old. Then there's a gap. And we got 10-year-old twins. Yeah, and they're all ours. Same husband, same family. Because that's the next question people ask me. Uh, um, <laughs> um, so, no, so, so you know, um, yeah, so sometimes it's just like yesterday was not a, for some people might say it wasn't a productive day. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, I have to say it was okay because mom wasn't in the, um, position um and my little guys are you know we're still working on them being self-motivated you know you would think i did this all these years i i, I got it figured out but right now i had to mute myself a moment ago to say go upstairs because you're making too much noise you're gonna hear you in the video um so uh, but i i i, I want to just i want to say in response to what you just shared is that that is probably one of the most, that's the healthiest thing that we could hear right now is that in the midst and, and, and particularly with all of these people who are choosing to homeschool or homeschooling because they don't have a choice because of COVID, that on top of that, on top of a global pandemic, mm -hmm. as black people, we are having to contend with reminders, daily reminders that in our country that we live, that we do not, uh, we are not extended the same rights and legal protections that other citizens in this country receive. And that in itself, and in Paris, I guess I would ask for you, um, from your research, um, did, you know, have, have you found that, and especially because you're doing that work now with racism, have you found that th this reality is doing something specific to us as Black people? Yes. Absolutely. And um, Khadijah is a, a, a friend, so she calls me Paris, but please call me AJ. I <laughs> um, actually never liked that name Paris. I have never liked it. Not, not one day in my well, life. Well, I'm not going to call you that if you don't like it. AJ. Girl. Uh, <laughs> but no, absolutely. Absolutely. So what it comes down to is that for Black women, they're engaging this system of racism in the outer world but it's compounded for us because we try to seek refuge at home but the damage of racism in our community doesn't allow us to quite heal we come home to the sexism to the misogyny to all the poison that our people are suffering from due to racism and so we're trying to hold ourselves up and hold the community up um, and that's where we get to things like self-care and what a lot of you are mentioning, which I think is on the precipice of that revolutionary idea that if you just take care of you, 
you are taking care of the community. Mm -hmm. Your ability to walk away from your twin sons is mm -hmm. teaching them more about surviving in this kind of world than you could teach them with a book. Yes. Having those goals that Dr. Davis shared earlier, it's like those, those little moments where you're human in front of them as opposed to invulnerable, the ways that the Black women taught us before how to be actual women, which is to suck it up and get it done. Having those moments where we're like, no, baby, I don't have it. I d mommy don't have it. It's actually more revolutionary than we think because our kids then learn how to take beats, how to take breaths, how to sustain themselves, how to go for the long distance in this fight because it's a long distance fight. I think that's a great segue to then have Queen Thais jump in here because um, as, as we heard from her bio, a lot of the work that Queen Thais um, has done is global now. Um, and so, and, it, and, it's, and it's, it's important to mention that it's global and it's from a Pan-African perspective. So I guess um, to keeping in mind what, what AJ has shared with us and, and, know, and, and, and this is a knowing that we have, we know this, but in, in, in the perspective of homeschooling, what have you found has been part of your healing work or that has helped you create the balance because you are doing so much not yeah. only for your seven children right am i wrong yeah. with that number you're correct seven you're correct. children yeah. okay and you have multiple you have a brand but multiple arms of this brand so what what is that how does that happen within this context that Cheryl has now brought to fore, and I appreciate that. And, and with um, AJ giving us context of knowing that, that we are in a toxic environment right now as a people. Yes, absolutely. Um, this has just been really powerful and, and you know, eye-opening because honesty is so important with where we are, you know. And for myself, with so many different things on the plate, because we also have our own evolution. A lot of times we leave that out as we're talking about educating our children. And we have to be honest with our own development, our own um, things, you know, that we that we walk with every day, things we want to improve on. And so for me. What helps me is being outside. You know, they say that um, a bird that is born in the cage thinks flying free is an illness. And it just, you know, the ability to get out of the four walls. And we do that often. I've incorporated that more in the homeschooling process because sometimes just walking and looking at the sky, just touching on the leaves, just the, the openness of the possibilities of change, of growth, and then also the ability to release the things that are, that are ailing us, the things that are heavy on our minds. We have to have a form of releasing it where it's not stuck within the four walls. If we're releasing within our home, then all that energy is stuck and trapped in the space. When we're outside, we have the opportunity to um, we know that nature is very healing, right? That is just a natural component, whether it's going to the river or going to the ocean, or if you don't have any water nearby you, just, you know, finding a park. And sometimes I'll just say, hey, I'm just going walking. And say, mom, you, you, they'll call me. You said you were just going to the corner store. I was, but I needed a moment. And somehow I ended up at the park walking. And we underestimate just the simplicity of just walking and thinking in nature. You know, a lot of our divine spiritual messages come in those elements and environments. And I want my children to know that too. I, I make sure that, you know, they are in tune with, um, you know, the reading of the environment, not just the reading of books, 
but, you know, yeah. using that for your healing and for your balance. So we just incorporate it, you know, in the everyday. And I encourage others to do the same. You, you know, I think I'm, this is a perfect entry point for Journey. You know, Journey, we were talking about you so much before. So before this live even began and we were all on, we were talking about you before you came into the room, Journey, about all of the things that you're doing um, around foraging and just teaching folks about holistic health. But I have, I continue to promote and to tell folks to check out your teaching talk because you, you know, on top of racism and, you know, whenever I say racism, um, I just feel like I am totally diminishing what the experience is for black people. I, Cause it's so much more than just racism. <laughs> it's, it's so much, um, you know, to have to debate and discuss your humanity is it, there's no yeah. definition for that. But on top of that um, journey, you came to this country from another place, you you traveled to. Yeah, you came here. You were part of. You became part of our um, our system, and, and you know that 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 never is a good thing when you hear that. It part of the system, <laughs> only to then encounter health problems and health challenges that you had to really overcome as a single mother. And so when I ask you about balance and building your best life take into into context all of that what does that mean for you and what advice would you impart or not even advice but what part of your story do you share with us um to let us know that that's something that you're in the process of or have accomplished is that a lot no that's not a lot that's that's perfect um yes so when it comes to balance um what i've learned is as parents, right, we are the foundation. Everything starts grow with us, right? And the way I maintain balance is that I need to maintain, nurture, and nourish my individual self first. Taking um, time to, for self-discovery, self-development, um, really pouring attention and time into myself because we naturally go into the kids, the children, yeah. and the children, the children, and we get lost within the mother role, the homeschooling mom role now. And then little by little, your individual self, things that you enjoy, things that you crave, things that you dreamed of kind of get swept away. So I've gotten to a point where I make time for me in that aspect because with homeschooling, the beauty about it is that we gain scale in research. Mm -hmm. We gain scale on finding out different types of resources that goes well with certain skill sets, certain way of being, but we don't apply it to ourselves. Yeah. We know that our children learn a certain way, do certain things, and we find everything. Mm -hmm. But I do the same thing, and I take that on for myself as well, because if I'm not okay, if I'm not well, then they are not going to be well. I'm not going to be able to be there for them. When I had thyroid cancer, I went through that. I was homeschooling throughout um, my cancer, but I had plenty of time. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't be there for them the way that I wanted to. And I've changed over the years. Everything's changed. And they're watching me. I'm saying one thing 
but what they're seeing is another, you know what I mean? And as my daughter will put it, I was literally fading right in front of her eyes. That's, that's what she was seeing. And I didn't understand that. But once I understood that, I made it a thing like, no, like I have to take care of myself. I have to put things aside for me. So I've delved into um, self-discovery. What are some of the things that I enjoyed when I was a child? What are the things that makes me smile? What are the things within myself that I want to change that I dreamed of? And I'll just sign up for different so, little things. So, tell us, what, so what's an example of that? What are those things? Uh, that nature, nature. Like as yeah. a kid, I was into herbs. I was into nature, but then I grew out of it. And then my son, he loves nature. So as I was homeschooling him, we would go to nature classes. And then each time I just felt like I was always so comfortable and I felt like a release. I was finding joy in it. And then one day I just looked at it. I was like, I can do this, yep. you know, and just that opening allowed me to dig deeper. And the more I dug, the more I was finding myself, the more I found the herbs that I used to love when I was growing up. I reconnected with my past self. That's you know cool. what I mean? And then I kept it and I kept going with it and digging with it, which allowed me to have my own business, being able to teach and do things that I absolutely love. Like my yeah. schedule is crazy, but I'm always out of nature. And that brings me joy. That makes me feel great. The kids see it. And for them is a testament, but it's also of, of them seeing how it gets done. Yeah. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. they know that, that that someone else mentioned, like, if I can't, I don't have the time for you right now because I need to do something for myself. I don't see us being selfish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have to because so that I can be in a better space and a better place for you. But I also have to make time for myself. You get X amount of hours to you and I get X amount of hours to myself. And then collectively, we also have our time together. But that is so mm -hmm. crucial. And a lot of homeschool mom that I speak with lose sight of that. Oh, or don't even, it's not even a consideration. And, no, and, and but it's socially, not. it's not with socially the word mother, the, the idea of mothering is an automatic expectation of martyr martyrdom. <laughs> so, so you become a mother giving up all of that things you know and so that's when we even talk about balance is how it's about you're really having a conversation on how can you exist while yes. still providing and, and being someone for your children that's what balance means really for mm -hmm. us is how can I still yeah. be a person and still provide but you have to exist in your, in your truth you right know what I mean you have to exist in your truth and really embody those hobbies that you that you used to love that you used yeah. to get into those things like and if you don't know what they are then go into self-discovery yeah. go into yeah. your self-journey of learning and getting to know yourself on that level like what brings me joy what makes me laugh you found something that makes you laugh do more of that. you yeah. found something that you can't wait to do do more of that but the thing is, is that you can do it and it doesn't have to be a vocation. That's the thing is that a lot of times, and especially now, we believe that if we're good at something, we need to monetize it. And that in itself causes a stress or a burden yes. instead of just doing things. So what I, be, I want, I'm getting ready to ask um, you all another question, but can we go to our, our comment section to see how folks are replying to you all so far? So, um, 
Radiance Major says, this is why homeschooling is so crucial. We must create our own narrative for our household. Um, Rhonda was in agreement with Paris. She said, we need to teach our children, particularly our daughters, not to feel that they have to carry the world and the community. Um, she also says, the body keeps the score is a great book about epigenetics and how we carry and pass down trauma. Are you all familiar with that book? Yes. Yes, yes Paris is like, yes. Mm -hmm. That sounds like something to put on the book list. Yolanda Belton says, it's hard <laughs> to encourage my children to apply to college and enter the military, which they're planning with everything that is going on. And I think she wrote that in response to what we're, we're talking about regarding these environmental um, stressors, such as, you know, things um, such as uh, well, whether it's police brutality, whether it's just the things that Trump's presidency has really brought to fore. Not because those things weren't gone, but it's just now a comfortability that exists that many of us were unfamiliar with. Um, you know, it, I, it was something I, the, the, the previous generation experienced, not us. <laughs> Whenever people say that, I'm like, where did you live? <laughs> But definitely yeah. our children, for our children, because I think that we've been very successful, like what Cheryl said earlier, giving them the impression that anything's possible and them not really having the burden of what we experienced or our forefathers, our parents experienced. But now it's all of that has been unboxed, right? And so I don't see any, um, any questions. But Christine Diaz says, what Journey says resonates with me. Reconnect with my past self. So my next question to you all, um, and I guess because we're, didn't this go by so fast? This is like so <laughs> inadequate. Um, but it, it's, such, it's, such a good, it's a, such a good start because I think the conversation needs to be had um, where we're, we're starting to have these conversations that, and, and when I go into the homeschool groups and see someone say, hey, where can I get these, the, where can I, what curriculum are you using? Or such and such. The first thing that goes in my head is like, that mama needs to chill out a little bit because mm -hmm. this idea that we have to educate our children is sort of like mass hysteria right now instead of all of these things that you all have yeah. said. Starting Which with is more important. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you all is, you know, knowing that it can be very overwhelming and, and, and you can almost be hysterical entering this journey of homeschooling. Um, if you can narrow it to one thing that word of advice, and this is as we close out, your word of advice to, to parents, what should that focus be to begin creating balance in their lives so that they can be um of use and value to themselves and their children. And I'm gonna um, start this time um, with Queen Thais and then um, kind of go, it's all jacked up, but Queen Thais, <laughs> we can start with you. Yes, I think my one piece of advice would be to become the water, to just flow. You know, life is just naturally, if we look at the ocean, right, ebb and flow this movement and there's no repeat of anything. So I know in the beginning, a lot of times I would try to, you know, we just have a great day homeschooling. I try to repeat it the next day. And then I would be disappointed that it didn't happen the way, you know, the, the way it did the day before. So I think, you know, when we think about water, it, it really 
takes the shape of the receptacle that it's in, which to me represents our circumstances. And we have to be able to be malleable, to be flexible, to be fluid in how we do things. And also that allows for more growth and more evolution and more true connection with our children, which is really, I think, which, which is most important. Sometimes we get lost in the textbooks, the textbooks and the worksheets and, you know, the, the rigidness. But that would be my advice to just to flow, to flow and listen to your inner intuition as well. Beautiful. Thank you for that. And your yellow, that, that, <laughs> that energy. Ooh, I love that. I love yellow and red. Is, is she giving it? Um, Paris, can you, what, what, what from, from your research, from your expertise, what's some advice that you would give to a homeschooling um, mother who is struggling with balance during these days of COVID and just the unleashed violence that exists in this world? a reminder that this system was not meant for you. And so the hard work that you're doing to mold yourself to it is not exactly necessary. Um, there's a way that we can engage some of the violent systems uh, that better protects us and our families. So what I specifically mean is I understand the, the need to stick to certain curriculums, but remember this is gonna be a human being out in the world. And so that algebraic equation uh, needs to be applicable when they're trying to determine whether or not if they put together all these factors, some other outcome is going to occur. So it has to be real life. Find a way to teach revolution in the work that you're doing every day. Find a way to teach self-care. Find a way to teach them to build a better system so that we can strategically tear down the racism that is killing us. Use your curriculum at home to do that work. You can, you really can. Like you are, as, as, as I just said, you are the flow, you are the water, you, you have it already. You don't need a textbook to tell you how to do it. You have your gut, listen to it and follow that curriculum. All right. They, um, Danielle, Joy? Yes, yes. I didn't I'm happy to. Your whole name, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. You know, ditto to all the brilliant women on this call. Everything that has been said, ditto. And in addition to that, a piece of advice I would like to add is during this time, consider where you are as a parent in terms of uh, mentally, emotionally, just consider your own context, right? And coupled with that, consider the age, stage, and needs of your child. And once you think about those, mesh those together and create a purpose, whatever that purpose is, whether it's learning more practical skills, or maybe it's working on your child's leadership skills, whatever that purpose is, establish that pur purpose in your home, and then have that purpose guide each day, right? And, and maybe your four hours or five hours of homeschooling is not exactly what you plan for it to be, but if they worked on their leadership skills, if they worked on their practical 
uh, life skills that day. Consider that a win and find joy in that. Hmm. So that is a piece of advice I would consider and share with people during this difficult time. Thank you for that. When you spoke, you immediately made me think of the Nguzu Saba. Yes. Kwanzaa, you know, purpose and everything that everyone's saying really is about that, um, you know, that self-determination, that collective work, you know. So, um, and, and for those who are watching, who you have no clue what I'm talking about, the when you to hear people talking about Kwanzaa, seven days, Nguzu Saba is the um, Swahili um, term for the seven principles that in each day represents um, a principle that you are to aspire to. So when it takes place in, in December, going into the new year, you're really processing what you've done the year before. Um, but that is actually a framework that could be used 360 days of the year. You could, um, and, 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 and how Joy even described it is using it as a template so that even when you're fleshing out your um, curriculum, that it could be, what are, what are we doing today to demonstrate self-determination? What are we right. doing today to demonstrate unity? What are we doing today? The purpose can actually be, I, I'm always um, telling folks to do a mission statement, but right. creativity is in there. Faith is in there. So I definitely represent it. Um, I mean, represent it, recommend that um, my work in education I've created programs around the Nguzu Saba. So Kwanzaa is, in, oh, excellent. I, I totally dig it. And I like how you, you frame that, that that's important because you are, it, it piggybacks off of what Paris uh, AJ said, that you are the person that determines um, what that looks like. And that in itself takes away a lot of these stressors of having to aspire to someone else's idea of what education should look like. Journey, can you give us something? What you would say? Yes. Would that one piece of advice? Yes, my one piece of advice. Did she freeze? Hey, I'm back. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. So before anything, my thing is build a relationship with your child because Prior to homeschooling, you had a different rapport, and now you're going into building a, an education specific to them. So get to know them, get to their level, play, enjoy, build communication, right? Just having one-on-one -on -one talk about any and everything as, you know, when we first fall in love kind of thing, we want to know everything about the guy, what's your favorite color, what do you like, all of this thing. Get into that with your children. Play the games that they are into so you can feel and see what they like, what lights them up. And you want them to start to open themselves to you. So just having fun and you'll be building trust that way because after you do that, when you want to start putting together a curriculum or anything like that, you will know exactly what they're into, what will be good for them, and they will talk with you. So build a, a, a relationship and just immerse yourself into them and have fun. Have fun with your kids. I love the passion that you say that with because that truly lets us know that this is these are words you live by. I love that. And and last but certainly not least, I um I come to you, Mama Mama Cheryl. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I'm listening to everybody else. It's like, oh, such wisdom. Um, 
the only thing I would say, because um, really, like, I'm listening, like, wow, like, Dr. AJ, and, and the only thing I would say is um, that I could add is that um, the one thing is when I look back on, um, and I'm still homeschooling now, but my older kids were homeschooled all the way through. Um, the one thing I did, I didn't try to follow a curriculum. I was like, um, Journey said, I did pursue relationship. Um, Dr. AJ, I hope I made them revolutionaries. I think as I look at their lives now and their decisions that they are revolutionaries. I love that. I love that though. That's changing my mission statement, my family mission statement. But um, what the one thing I would say is that don't try to teach them everything that they're going to have get like all new homeschoolers come to me and they say, Oh, Cheryl, what did you use um, when they hear about my kids achievements? Cause the older ones I won't get into, they have been very successful academically. But anyway, um, and um, but God has a way of humbling me because my 10 year olds are still like, do we have to tie our shoes? Um, <laughs> but um, um, to, 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 what I would just say is that don't try to do everything. You're not going to be able to do everything. The one thing I did was I didn't, at some point, I said, I don't, I'm never going to be able to teach you everything because there's going to be gaps. Because going to be gaps because I'm going to teach it differently than the school system is teaching it anyway. But I taught them how to, uh, the main thing you could teach your kids is to love learning because if they love learning, they will always be able to teach themselves. Even if they go to, you know, and so I've had my kids say, you know, I got a lousy professor and they were the ones who passed the class or they were coaching the other students to pass class because they knew how to teach themselves. Uh, and some of the very things that I felt bad about myself as a parent, sorry, I, I reflect back sometimes, say, oh man, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. But actually it made them stronger. So when I used to feel bad that um, I was putting time in just because financially where we were as a family, I was putting time in or I was helping um, or just helping other people. Sometimes I was just like, oh, I got to help the kids, but somebody else is, is calling me. Those things when I felt like I was, that I felt like I had failed them, actually that made them stronger because they became more independent learners. Um, so I would say what I've learned, so what I've learned, I've gotten comfortable with um, and probably my little guys, they may, they may not, appreciate it as much as my older ones say mom you let them get away with everything because i just know now it's just not a big deal so um yeah i taught them to read but when they struggle with reading i knew i knew i they were going to be with me they were going to be home so i had to teach them to love reading before i could look at any new curriculum before i could say let me test them and see you know be careful because i mean all of you are doctors here i mean and our kids do we do need to know if there's a sincere problem with learning but sometimes we just got to make sure that they love learning sometimes um they've been so affected in school and in life even people look at this it's, i won't get to the whole thing but sometimes if you're just around somebody who doesn't like you you feel the vibes you feel the vibes even as a black young man uh, uh, just going you 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 feel it and they feel it and sometimes they uh, they're struggling and they don't know how to articulate it yet and so we need to be patient with them. And that's why I said, I, I think if I would say anything to parents, I would say the curriculum is secondary. Teach them to love learning because they can all, you will always learn. All of us here, you know, I was sitting here almost being intimidated when everybody's bio was being read. <laughs> and I said, wow, there's such an accomplished woman. Um, you right there with this. us. You what? Well, yeah. Yes. Well, you know, we all struggle with the imposter syndrome, right? So guys, but my, my point being is um, that, um, I think our kids struggle with that too. And sometimes they don't necessarily t say that. And, um, so I really like everything. I really like everything that was, that was said. So I don't really have anything more to offer other than say, um, when you're choosing a curriculum, 
just choose something. Make sure that your kids love learning. Just work on them loving learning because if they love learning, they will always, always learn things. You know, and even even if somebody says they have special needs, they will still learn. You would be surprised. I mean, I not just my own kids. I've helped kids who are quote unquote special needs um, achieve phenomenal things that the school system told them no. Yeah. Or even society told them no. Even us, even a neurologist said no. How could they do this? But they did it. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, teach your kids to love learning because we could teach them to love learning. And, and, and it's as simple as getting excited when they make one little achievement. Yeah. Somebody might be saying, well, how do, you know, and sometimes we got to come off of that harsh, um, the negative stereotype of the black mom is, you know, you better get yourself together because before I come in and spank you, boy, or whatever, sometimes we got to be a little bit more loving. And gentle. And I think that that a lot of times that gentleness is something that we don't talk about within our community. And I think the journey um, really was talking about that in in what she was imparting is that it's really important for us to be passionate and teach things and to learn who our children are. And when we're learning who they are, we also learn about ourselves. Having the capacity to homeschool is very important. And I think it's, it, it, it really, we diminish, we don't really have those conversations that everyone doesn't have the same level of capacity um, in being present and being patient and being gentle and being graceful with not only their children, but with themselves. Mm-hmm. And all of those things show up in your homeschooling practice, um, whether you like, whether you want it to or not, because that proximity to your children now um, has changed where you're not only the caregiver, but you also are um, th- th- their facilitator, their curator of their learning experience. And so in closing, I, first of all, I'd like to thank each and every one of you. I don't think that um, we even broke the ice in terms of the conversation that we could have. You all are so fun. I just, you know, I love <laughs> thank it. You. Love it. So, so what I'm going to invite you all to... Um, there's absolutely no date. I know Cheryl, if she's watching, she's like, what in the hell is Khadija talking about? We can not talk about this. But I, I, I have already been telling people, you know what? I want us to have a mentor mixer. And I really want those of us who have been homeschooling for a while to be in an environment where folks can just talk with us and ask us questions. And Facebook has this, this thing called um, Rooms Now. And I want to experiment with the room <laughs> and have folks be able to go off and have a conversation. If they're maybe they'll decide they want to go and have a, a group with people from Texas or a group with people who have one child as opposed to, you know, more than one child or a group mm-hmm. where you can't, you know, if, if you got five or more kids, you know, whatever. Um, but something where those who can, they can come and we can find each other. So when I flesh that out better, I'm going to invite you all, you ladies, to come and be part of that. Does that sound something you'll be part of? Journey. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and thank had, you so and, much, Khadija, for all of your work. You oh, know, yes. Yes. Thank you. But look, AJ, you got fans in the comment section. So would you be joining <laughs> us too? <laughs> sure. Good. She, she be she's our resident expert on um black women self care. I don't think we yeah. we didn't even get enough to um to so you definitely have to come back in future te- um tea talks. But um, on that note, it's five o'clock, ladies. Thank you so much for investing an hour 
Um, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Listen, um, please put your, your questions and anything in the comment section, um, and we will try to respond to them still, even though it may not made it on um, our segment. And if you would like to be connected with any of these ladies and learn more about them, shoot us an email at hello at blackfamilyhomeschool.org. And I will more than happy facilitate a connection with our wonderful panelists today. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Have a good day. Learned a lot myself here, just being here. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh.